All right, everyone, welcome back to the We Just Talk Wrestling podcast. Kyle, Dylan, and Christian back at it with another episode reviewing WWE's Crown Jewel event. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms and give us a five-star rating if you could. But Dylan, what happened in WWE this week? All right, I'm going to dive into Raw and SmackDown, and then I'm going to do my my story at the end because it's pretty intriguing and it may open a discussion. Okay. Um, so Monday Night Raw, Xi Lee appeared and defeated Candice LeRae via referee stoppage after the unanswered strikes. I know Kyle's probably not a big fan of Candice LeRae being the one getting squashed here, but what a way to present Xi Lee as a as a yeah. true threat. In hey, the yeah, I, I, I liked it because it's going to work on uh, Candice's um, reaction as babyface. I like it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Sami Zayn and uh, JD McDonough had a match announced that took place on the Crown Jewel kickoff show. It was, is this the first time they actually announced a kickoff match in like two years? Yeah, yeah, please. and it was good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we'll talk about it. Um, also, Adam Pierce booked the Miz and Bronson Reed for an Intercontinental title shot that was later turned into a fatal four way, I believe. So, mm-hmm. based on what what's in front of me it was originally going to be a singles match turned into a fatal four-way um to see who's going to face walter for the ic title that's going to take place this coming raw yep um, so that's going to be a lot of fun the creed brothers defeated alpha academy via pinfall after hitting the brutus bomb doomsday device on otis um i i, I like how they're going to try and present the creed brothers as this this kind of um, very aggressive team. Again, I wish it wasn't at the disposal of Alpha Academy, but also I kind of get it in a in a way. As also, long as DIY Chad Gable doesn't pin get pinned. It's, it's all right. Yeah, Otis Otis took the pin here, so Chad Gable's still protected if they want to do the Walter thing down the road. Um, so it doesn't stop his momentum a ton. Also, DIY uh, defeated Imperium after heating. Uh, excuse me, uh, via pinfall. I know Kyle's probably jumping out of his seat. Oh, I was. Yep. (laughs) Um, Rey Mysterio defeated Ricochet via pinfall after distraction from Rhea Ripley. Um, Wait, who did? Dominic Mysterio. Oh, they said Rey. Yeah. I may have said said Rey. Sorry. No, you're good. I I was just like, oh boy, I was not there for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Dominic (laughs) defeated Ricochet after interference by Rhea Ripley. Uh, Seth Rollins also defeated JD McDonough. Um, probably the best match McDonough has had definitely on the main roster, but probably in WWE up at this point, Kyle knows a little more about some of the stuff he's done with, with two five live and things like that. Um, but I personally, I think this is the best outing I've seen JD have and going against Seth. I mean, can't ask for a better dance partner. Um, also Damian priest defeated Sami Zayn via disqualification after taking a super kick from Jimmy Uso big brawl between, um, Uso and Sami Zayn, out comes Cody Rhodes, still kind of selling the ankle, um, puts J.D. McDonough through the announce table, or excuse me, two crossroads on the announce table, gets on the microphone and basically calls Damian Priest a bum, uh, saying how he's the worst of all the Judgment Day members. Remember, Cody also mentioned that Rhea Ripley's the leader of Judgment Day. Um, This is all just filler. We know what's coming. Yeah. Just let's just let's just get there already. Yeah. Um, but I really loved Cody's promo. Short, sweet, intense. Definitely what needed to happen going into the Priest and Rhodes match at Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. Uh, because despite 
there's been a story here between Cody and the group, but not specifically Damian Priest a ton. Yeah. So I like that this was a more targeted, like I said, very quick promo as well. So I think it got the job done. Um, Raw, to me, was kind of up and down, except for, for, for some of the bigger moments, obviously involving the Judgment Day. I think they're the face of Monday Night Raw. Um, it was much gonna... better than the previous week. Yes, yes, much better. And also, I like how they're trying to present uh, quote-unquote newer stars to, to, the, to the audience. Yeah. Like I said, Xi yeah. Lee being booked very strong. The Creed Brothers looked really good as well. Um, definitely trying to shake some things up in those respective divisions. But let's move on to SmackDown. Uh, Bianca Belair defeated Bailey via pinfall after hitting the KOD. This was good. Uh, also, yeah, this was the, I mean, these two have great chemistry. They've had good matches in the past. Um, doesn't shock me. She also put Bailey through the announce table post match. Um, so good stuff here. Uh, pretty deadly defeated the brawling brutes, uh, via pinfall after the double power bomb to Butch. Uh, that stupid-ass name. I can't believe I just said it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Charlotte and Shotzi defeated. <laughs> oh, I'm, uh, the show's going off the rails. Yeah, anyway, you're Kevin Owens, the black and gold discussion. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Owens defeated Austin Theory in singles action. I don't know if you guys saw the backstage segment where Kevin <laughs> over and over was like, I feel like if you guys were lined up perfectly, I could punch you both in the face at the same time, talking about, Austin Theory and Grayson Waller. And then Jamie Noble came out of nowhere and he was like, Jamie, do you think I could do it? And Jamie's like, absolutely, I think you could. And then they go off walking and then KO actually does it. it and was then he great. like he runs down the hallway like a little kid. He's like, Jamie, I did it. <laughs> Dude, this was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, also, we got a really, really interesting segment between John Cena and Solo Sokoa on SmackDown. Cena talking with a very raspy voice. Mm. I don't know if that was legit or if he's just really good at selling the Samoan spike. Uh, Cena is an actor, so, I mean, he could have done that to his voice himself. Dude, that would have been insane if he did that. Or he, <laughs> that or he has, like, some – maybe had some sort of bug or, like, strep throat or well, something. Well, remember, they, they double-booked SmackDown, so it was from the previous week. So they double-booked it. Remember, he had a promo, promo earlier in that night. So he did two promos in basically a few hours span, so. I mean – I don't, I but mean, still, I though, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying, this could have been a great sell job by um, by old John Boy. But um, yeah. I really like the segment that he had and, yeah, and uh, talking about how he hasn't won a match in five years and he's starting to not believe in himself. And He called him a knockoff uh, Taz. He called him a bargain bin Taz ripoff, to be specific. <laughs> <laughs> and it made it even better because Paul Heyman's standing there as well. Obviously, Taz with the ECW ties, I think, just kind of yeah. made it even funnier for me. It all blends. Um, yeah, a bargain bin Taz ripoff, which was a lot of fun. Um, SmackDown, again, to me, much like Raw, not, not bad shows by any means, but definitely felt like filler shows. Weren't bad go-home shows, but everything's kind of been put in place. I think the only thing that I really took away from the main shows this week, um, outside of more stuff with, with LA Knight, um, doing his damnedest to prove that he's a threat to Roman Reigns. But the Cody and Damian stuff, despite being short and sweet, but to me felt very, very impactful. Um, but that's weekly shows. Yeah, I really like SmackDown. I thought SmackDown yeah. was actually a good show. 
And that Raw was fine too. So I think overall, I thought it was a good week for WWE. It's a, yeah, they did. They did their job. They weren't mm-hmm. bad shows by any means. Um, go home show for. They're really making Crown Jewel feel important, and before yep. these shows didn't feel important. So, I'm 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 all bored with that as well. Christian, what do you think of the weekly shows before I dive into my news story? Yeah, I mean, before in previous years, I mean, I know we were under a different tutelage, but Crown Jewel was never booked or uh, led up to like a big deal. Past two years now, because Triple H was under control last year for Crown Jewel, mm-hmm. they made the builds feel important and impactful, and. WWE always does a good job, I feel like, in their go-home shows, and mm-hmm. it was nothing different. I thought the shows were finished off pretty well for the build-up. Yeah, and Christian, being a huge fan of hardcore wrestling, I forgot to mention on Raw, there was probably the most hardcore WWE spot I've ever seen. Yeah. And um, yeah, I could not imagine being powerbombed onto Candy Corn. I know, I know. Dude. The way that Michael Cole said it on commentary <laughs> is like that hardcore. <laughs> what about what about the way that Chelsea Green sold it, dude? Chelsea like she was dead, oh. dude. Chelsea, <laughs> this is what Chelsea does well. She's never gonna yes. like wow anybody with like her strict in ring work stuff. Right. This character is where stuff. she's gonna excel. Yep. Yep. It's it's, it's the character look stuff. Good. And hey, Chelsea Green got a singles win. You know, I'm fine with it. Hardcore. That's true. And and still tag champion. So, I mean, she's prominently featured. Yep. Hardcore, brother. <laughs> and, right. uh, you know, someone could be losing a, a certain Loser Leaves company match and could be a free agent pretty soon. Oh, we're talking about that very soon. So, yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, my news story this week, um, I learned about literally an hour ago. Um, so, Walter apparently cannot leave the United States for the next six months due to residency regulations. This was reported by Yahoo. Um, and also I saw it on WrestleZone and, and other sources, trying to get as much info as possible. But apparently for the next six months, Walter can only work in the United States. One of the reasons why he wasn't booked for Crown Jewel. Unfortunately, due to the restrictions, he's going to miss the Australia show in February. It doesn't say when this restriction took place, but it was reported yesterday. So I assume it happened very, very recently. Um, He actually publicly talked about it and mentioned that he's looking forward to being in the U.S. a little more because he only saw his wife for six days in the month of October due to they did an international tour, um, I believe, over in Germany um, and the U.K. as well recently. So good for him. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to miss Walter on some big stadium shows coming up, but he's not going anywhere. And from what I hear, there's nothing like no legal issues, but, um, yeah, we're only going to see Walter at us shows at least for the next half year. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's going to be anything too crazy because whatever they have maybe playing for him at the elimination chamber, maybe they can just do on a raw or something like that. Yeah. So. Um, it would probably just be him defending the title or being in possibly a chamber match himself. Or, yeah, just because, like, they usually have one men's and – which is presumably going to be Cody winning in some fashion and then a women's one. Um, but um, I was thinking you do maybe, like, an I, like an IC number one contenders match in Elimination Chamber. They usually don't have three chamber matches, but I think it would be kind of a cool concept maybe yeah. make that title or important. You but. can have you can have Walter lose – some sort of qualifying match for, you know, whatever the men's match will be 
and you can do it to further a story maybe against a guy like Chad Gable. Maybe Chad Gable gets a, a quick roll-up victory, non-title, obviously. A quick roll-up yeah. victory, easy way to show that, you know, Walter can't go to Australia, and, and you give a spot like Chad Gable against guys like Cody Rhodes and I presume like Finn Balor. Like, I'm, I'm sure that chamber is going to be full of fully loaded with big names, and I think that'd be a cool story you could do with as well. Well, remember, I I mean, we're we're going to not spend a whole lot of time on this, but it's really looking like Chad Gable or Sami Zayn is going to challenge Walter for the IC title if he keeps it to Mania. So it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be one of those two. Not if someone else had something to say about it. He came out publicly. But nah, um, he, Christian, nah. you can go. I mean, it does suck we won't see him at the Elimination Chamber because – I mean, even though he's IC champion, you still could have put him in the match, maybe. Just yeah. if he could be the challenger for Roman. or, I mean, presumably, that's what the match is going to be for, the number one contenders. And, and, and Cody's going to win. Yeah, unfortunately. Because yeah. Cody's not Unfortunately. Yeah. I'm, this guy. Well, I told you the reasons why I don't want to see it. But yeah, dude. They, I mean, dude. I think you're one of the only ones that feel that way. I, I'm, I am pumped I'm, to see. Cody I want to. I want to hear this take at the end of the show. Yeah, because I'm very intrigued. But but we'll save it for for the end. So Christian, put a pin in this conversation. We'll talk about it before we go off the air. All right, sounds good to me. Yeah, but that's um. <laughs> yeah, that's WWE this week. Anything else? Mm-hmm. No. Good week. Now let's move on. All right. Uh, EW uh, had a very interesting week. Uh, yeah. Go on, Christian. Yeah. He's <laughs> definitely the word for this week. So let's start off with, obviously, the best show of the week, Dynamite. Oh, boy. So we opened up with, surprise, an international title match this week between Orange Cassidy and Claudio Castagnoli. Of course, Claudio didn't win. Orange Cassidy retained. Um I roll up again. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, I'm getting kind of sick of this. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's move on. <laughs> we had trios tag action between Brian Cage teaming with the Gates of Agony facing the Hung Bucks, and they actually pinned the Hung Bucks after Swerve Strickland caused a distraction to Hangman Adam Page, causing him to run to the back and try to hunt down Swerve, leaving... The Young Bucks three on two, and the Gates Vagney and Brian Cage one. Good. This then we have this segment. So Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega had a tag match against Matt Hart and Angelo Parker. Obviously Jericho and Omega won. Don Callis comes out to confront them. They do their whole jibber jabber, and they challenge Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, and um, who's the third one? Um, well, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. So, so they're gonna do. <laughs> I think that's going up for a moment of the year for this show in December. <laughs> All right, okay. Actually, screw up the order. I want to do this in. But Don Callis comes out to confront, and he's with Power Hobbs as associates with Kesha. They want to do a trios tag street fight. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah, they want to do that match between Kenosuke Takeshka, Powerhouse Hobbs, and um, who's their third partner again? Um, 
I'm well. No, the Don Callis family team. Oh, it's uh, it's uh, Kyle Fletcher, oh. Takeshka, and yeah, 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 Kyle Fletcher. They want to challenge Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. Jericho and Omega are in the ring standing, and Chris Jericho talks about how Powerhouse Hobbs is a big man. Then he says he found somebody to match that size and strength. And then out comes Well. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in two weeks, the big show, Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, Will Faith, Kimosuke Keska, Kyle Fletcher, and Powerhouse Hobbs in a trio street fight match. I'm not even going to watch it. Yeah, that's going to be something. I can't wait to review it. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Hikaru Shida put her women's title on the line against Willow Nightingale. And, mm. and honestly, a match of the year candidate, Hikaru Shida successfully retained her title against Willow. Yeah. Remember, Willow was the one that lost on Rampage yep. in the number one contenders match. And now, five days later, she gets a title shot. <laughs> great book. It's long term booking, Kyle. Yeah, great book. What are we doing here with this division, uh, man? <laughs> I don't know. All right, let's move on to the main event. So, Bullet Club Gold challenged MJF and three partners yet to be decided. Bullet Club Gold comes out first, and then MJF comes out. And waiting on who his trios or his other three partners are going to be, outcome the acclaimed. I don't think any of us wanted that. Uh, I'm, the, the match was not good. No, so. this match was not anything special. It only ran for, what, like 10 minutes or something like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, everyone, all, all anyone wanted was the scissor at the end. That was really what it led to. <laughs> yeah, Bullet Club. I mean, I don't blame them. Bullet Club Gold picking up the win there. Let's move on to Rampage. Penta defeated Commander and Vikingo in triple threat action. The Guns, Austin and Colton, defeated Chris Daniels and Matt Seidel in tag team action. Sky Blue defeated Marina Shafir in singles action. And my guy, Daniel Garcia, tweaked out and defeated Trent Moretta in the set of Rampage. On to Collision. Swerve Strickland defeated AR Fox in singles action. The, um, the Kingdom defeated uh, local talent in just a squash match and tag action. Wasn't anything special. Darby Allen defeated Lance Archer. The Acclaim put their trio's tag team titles on the line against Dalton Castle and the boys with the Acclaim retaining. Mark Briscoe, Dustin Rhodes, and Keith Lee were seen in another trio's tag action match, this time against the Sex Stallions, picking up the win there. Willow Nightingale avenged her loss and defeated Emi Sakura, so uh, next week Emi Sakura will get a title match. Yep. And in the main event, LFI and FTR defeated Ricky Starks, Big Bill, and the Gates of Agony in an eight-man tag team match to cap off a very uh, interesting. It was a week. Yeah. Yeah. It was an AEW week. Um, would you? Believe- yeah. This was this was one of the worst weeks of the year for them. I, I think we can all kind of agree on that one. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't good whatsoever. It, it, I, uh, listen, Full Gear is going to be a very good show. I know it's mm-hmm. going to be a good show. Uh, I'm kind of intrigued with the whole Adam Copeland and in, in, trios match there. Um, yeah, I'm too. Oh, yeah, Ric Flair signed a contract. So, you know, we're right there. Maybe we get Ric Flair versus Osprey at Forbidden Door. I hope so. <laughs> Can you imagine? There are, there are real rumors circulating that Sting's final opponent 
at Revolution is going to be Ric Flair. If if that's the case, I'm not buying the whole show. No. I refuse. I, it, I, I mean, it's got to be Darby. That's the only right answer here. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Ric Flair's all elite, brother. Do we need to? It could Woo! be Steamboat. <laughs> it should be Steamboat. Hey, let's bring Vader back. Nikki no, Bell's right. a big fan. Oh, rest in peace, Vader. Love him. Um, yeah. Yes, yes, All right. Well, that uh, that was AEW this week. Are you guys ready to move on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank God. All right. So, Kellen. All righty. Um, all right. You guys ready? Yep. But right. your computer died? Oh, yeah. It's, yep. Yeah. Um, all right. We're back, though. Um, this week, I'll be talking about Major League Wrestling. It's been quite the last few months for the promotion as Hammerstone News kind of put a dark cloud over them. Uh, but there are a lot of positives to talk about. MLW has an event called Fightland where they're going to be working with CMLL and a dual promotion pay-per-view, which they should be very solid. Already announced is Mance Warner versus Matt Cardona and a Loser Leaves MLW match, which Dylan was kind of uh, hinting earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Jacob Fatu is also challenging Alex Kane for the MLW world title as more matches are going to be confirmed. The calling has been a breath of fresh air um, led by Raven. Um, for the company, Mayu is on her way. Uh, Janai Kai is the new featherweight champion. She's been absolutely killing it. And the tag division has really piqued my interest, especially with the second gear crew um, getting a lot of shine there. I feel like they're one of the more underrated promotions out of the late. So anything that catches your eye uh, here, uh, starting with Christian. Yeah, the first match, definitely, like Dylan said. I don't know if it's that predictable, though. Because Matt Cardona, I mean, look, he's he goes all around the map. Yep. And we've said this before about him. He's done things that nobody expected him to do. Remember, he was just a guy in WWE. He was just a body at times. Had that one U.S. title run or something like that. Yeah, and that was just a consolation prize because I think WWE just wanted to shut up the fans. Yeah, and then he had he had the tag team run, a very underwhelming one. Then got to the Indies, so I don't know. I, I, I don't think he wants to come back to WWE if that's what you're hinting at. And besides... If, I can see it now. I really could. Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, if there's a company that needs him, it's Impact. Well, yeah, I, I don't think WWE needs Matt Cardona and I don't think Matt Cardona needs WWE. I just think it's a match, you know, it makes sense. It fits to me too. But Cardona does yeah. help WWE. Yes, he does. Yeah. Especially with the with the presentation of of Chelsea Green, I think it's only going to amplify that because there's no way they would keep them separate. They would pair them. No, you have to. You have to keep them yeah. together. Yeah. So, I think that that kind of gives maybe the U.S. title picture a bit of a shot in the arm, uh, which hasn't been as good as the IC title picture um, over the last but year But we'll or talk so. about it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think – but just because he lo- – like, if he loses the loser leaves MLW match, doesn't necessarily mean Cardona's WWE bound. It just means he's not going to appear in MLW. Because, yeah, like think- Christian said, he appears everywhere. Yeah. So – I, I think Warner's been really good for them, uh, maybe a little bit more long term. So I do expect uh, Warner to win this match. But um, yeah, really good things uh, happen in, in MLW. But are you guys ready for the Indies? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. So this week I will be revisiting Women of Wrestling based out of Los Angeles, California. I'm talking about some of the action, starting with The Last Call beating Spring Break 24 7 tag action. 
Kita Rush beat Gloria Glitter in singles action. The Mother Truckers beat Los <laughs> Banditas with a stunner. And in the main event, the Beast and Vicky Lynn McCoy went to a double DQ finish after Vicky turned on the Beast recently. So storytelling-wise, it made a lot of sense to cap off a really fun night of action. My MVP of the night goes to Kita Rush. She's a great athlete who connects with the crowd very well and is someone that is very easy to root for. Very bright future for her as well. So go check out Woman of Wrestling on YouTube. I believe they're on the CW on Saturday mornings as well. So you can actually catch them on TV Saturday mornings if you want to check that out because they do have a TV deal. It's actually pretty fun. It's not like the most... If you're looking for ring work, per se, it's not like the top notch, but you do get some really good storytelling, new names. So I think it's worth a, uh, a check out there. Awesome stuff. We will be sure to tag both the promotion and Kyle's MVP on social media like we do every single week. So you guys give them a like and a follow. And if there's any promotions or wrestlers that you would like spend, or, uh, like Kyle to spotlight, <laughs> not Spencer, Kyle to spotlight, Please send your suggestions you might as well, our right? way. Might as well have them. Hey, I mean, you know, Spencer told me today he likes watching wrestling. Hey. So send them his way, too. Hey, Kyle, I got a wrestler for you. Who? Well. Well. <laughs> well, break the walls down. I love Jared's show. Anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that thing was, uh, was something. But um, all right, Dylan, Superstar Spotlight time. What do you got? All right. My Superstar Spotlight is a guy who hasn't been active as an in-ring competitor since 2016, but he is still very prominently featured in the wrestling world. Arguably the best commentator in WWE today. My Superstar Spotlight is Wade Barrett. Love him. Uh, Wade Barrett started his wrestling career in 2004. Um, spent some time, obviously, in some European promotions. Uh, got signed by WWE in 2006, where he was sent to OVW, which at the time was WWE's um, uh, uh, developmental territory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then was eventually transferred over to Florida Championship Wrestling, which became WWE's developmental territory uh, after the relationship with OVW ended. Um, in OVW, he was a tag team champion with Paul Burchill, one of Kyle's favorite wrestlers of all time. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and in FCW, he was a two-time tag team champion with one Drew McIntyre. Um, makes his uh, WWE main roster debut in 2010 as part of the reality game show version of NXT, where he was the season one winner. And then arguably the most impactful faction of recent WWE, you can argue. Yeah, the uh, core. The next... (laughs) 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 The Nexus debut on Raw that summer and uh, basically invade... (laughs) WWE and specifically target John Cena. Let's reel it back in, boys. <laughs> specifically targets John Cena. We know how that feud ended. But per Wade Barrett's season one win, he was guaranteed a WWE championship match um, at any time of his choosing. Basically, I think I think it was similar Money in the Bank rules. I think that he had a year to kind of pick a spot, but he couldn't do it as like a surprise. I think that was the stipulation. Um, had a pretty interesting feud with Randy Orton, I might say, over the WWE title. He was unsuccessful in those pursuits. A lot of people still disagree uh, with that decision and say that Wade Barrett should have been a world champion. 
uh, multiple times over. Then we know the core happens, and I'm not getting into all that. But he did establish himself eventually as a single star, becoming a five-time Intercontinental Champion um, and a King of the Ring winner, where he went by the King Barrett name up until his WWE release in 2016. Since his release, Wade has not wrestled a match. Um, but he has worked in other promotions, What Culture Pro, uh, Pro Wrestling. He did some appearances in non-wrestling roles, working as a commentator, things like that. He later became the on-screen general manager for Defiant Wrestling, which was WCPW. Um, the following year, he joined uh, World of Sport Wrestling as an on-screen executive and commentator. He also appeared in the season four finale in 2018, of Lucha Underground, which I'm sure Kyle mm. remembers. Um, he also provided commentary for the NWA during uh, 2019. Made his return in WWE, and I think a lot of people initially thought he was going to get back in the ring, but he continued the out-of-ring work, continuing to hone his craft as a commentator as part of the Black and Gold NXT brand. Um, he has since been moved up to the main roster, and if you guys watch Crown Jewel, you know that Wade Barrett is still killing it at the commentary table. He has certainly found a role for himself. I'd like to see him wrestle one more time because he was also a really good wrestler. Put him in the rumble. Um, Hey, that's all he needs. Just a one-off rumble appearance. Maybe even just like a spectacle 10-minute match against a guy who was recently cleared who also has a pretty decent wrestling background like Corey Graves, I think would be interesting. Um, But yeah. My spotlight this week goes to uh, Wade Barrett. All right, Christian, you got really quick on Wade Barrett. Hey, remember, Booker T had a rumble appearance this past year. Hey, it's true. So. Hey, why don't you have him come out at three and have Heath Slater come out at four? <laughs> what? <laughs> and David Otunga at five, and we just oh rebuild the Nexus. <laughs> and then the big guy. Oh, yeah, and then the big guy. <laughs> The and then Michael Torver at seven. <laughs> <laughs> the... Jesus. I remember when you know buried them on the mic that one episode. That he later looks like that chick from Wendy. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Oh, that was a, that yeah, was a, uh... if I ever see uh um Skip Sheffield in the Royal Rumble anytime soon, I might uh I might win the win a lot of money because I think I'm gonna place a bet that's gonna happen this year. Skip Sheffield <laughs> yeah, at number yeah. six. <laughs> yeah. He's locking in now. Hey, do you guys know he did? Not to get off topic, but Ryback did change his name legally to Ryback. Did he really? Yeah, his name is Ryback Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> Formerly Ryan Reeves, oh. which was his real name. All right. You got to keep anyway, the yeah, gimmick going. Yeah. yeah, Christian, you go. The so last yep. star spotlight is going to go to a guy that... Ryback. <laughs> okay, I'm trying here. It's going to go to a guy that I know Kyle absolutely loves. Uh, Dylan seems like he's a pretty big fan of him, too. This week, my superstar spotlight goes to none other than Johnny Gargano. Hate him. Oh, okay. Well, skip me. All right. But, uh... This past year, well, last year when he signed was my first true experience to Johnny Gargano. I've heard, I heard a lot of good stuff about what he did in NXT Black and Gold. Wink, wink. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard he could be one of the best wrestlers in the world when given a chance. And he was a guy that 
wrestling fan of, so he stopped appearing on WWE TV. Of course, he went through the whole having a baby with Mrs. Candice LeRae, which obviously congratulations to them having some baby wrestling. But but Johnny Gargano, I've only seen a few matches of him. Obviously, one that sticks out to me is the Elimination Chamber, where he held his own with, of course, my favorite wrestler in the world, Seth Rollins. He immediately put an impression on me, and he disappeared for a while due to either Vince, yeah, yeah, just wrote him off TV. He was also in for stuff with creative. We hadn't seen him for a while. He had just recently, as a few weeks ago, shown up back on WWE TV, reunited with his tag with his former tag team partner Tommaso Ciampa to reform a very popular tag team known as DIY, from what I understand. And just in these last few weeks, even though a couple weeks ago he took a loss to the Ludwig Kaiser, he looks as proficient as a wrestler as I've seen in a while. He has a great move set. He's really got a babyface move too. So, hey, when built upright, this could be a top babyface of a company. I do like him and his role with DIY. I'm excited to see what those two do. But I also do want to see what solo Johnny Gargano could do in the future. I know we're going to see what it's like in black and gold, but I want to see what he's like as a solo competitor in the big leagues. Yeah, you're just going to rewrite that story and uh, have he's him. a great heel too, WrestleMania. if he wanted to be. Yeah, you can make so him well. a heel too. He does that well. Yeah, yeah. Well, he'll he'll see some of the heel stuff, and that's uh, oh, that yeah. really good too. But um, all right, so mine real quick goes to New Japan Pro Wrestling's Shota Umino, aka Shooter Umino. New Japan Pro Wrestling fans have been wanting him to be like one of the new top guys of the company. And after yesterday, he may have convinced them. This is someone who has been in AEW with a Forbidden Door event. He has been very impressive. The former baseball player is a great athlete, been under the wing of John Moxley. As at the New Japan Pro Wrestling Power Struggle event, he challenged Will Ospreay for the IWGP US Heavyweight title and went 40 minutes with Ospreay. He came up just short, but man, did he look good, and he really looked like a million bucks. That is just the power of Will Ospreay, but even on his own, he looks so comfortable against some of the top guys in the promotion. So Shooter Umino gets the spotlight this week. As um, Are you guys ready to move on? Oh, yeah. All right. So, all right, everyone, it is now time for the WWE Crown Jewel review. As always, we'll talk about every match, give a grade at the end. This card going in, to me, was the most stacked uh, Saudi show. So, let's see if it lived up to the hype. So, there was already a review that came out from 411 Mania. They gave the show an 8 out of 10. So, let's see if we agree there. Um, we also had a pre show match with Sami Zayn beating JD McDonough. Um, very good pre-show match if i must say um i wouldn't even mind seeing this on the regular show but um i, I think um I, I still think it was really good but uh you guys ready to uh start here mm-hmm. oh yeah i got things to say um so byron saxton uh with the ring announcing duties and i have to say i thought he did a fantastic job yep. byron saxton pass what? No, he Pass. did a great job. He did a great job. Pass. He was a knockoff Howard Finkel. Pass. Yeah, he did a great job. Yeah. Give me Samantha Irvin. Give me Samantha Irvin back. Yeah, I don't she, need this she was clown. On vacation. Yeah. I hope it's over soon. I'm happy she got a vacation, but I no. No, but Alicia Taylor would just step in again if she is out. I mean, but I, I should have done Saxon that. Why did we pick Byron Saxton? Well, she didn't make the trip. Care. So Byron Saxon, it might have been I'd rather have Mike Rome. Triple H doing it. 
Oh, I'd love Triple H doing <laughs> it. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> um, yeah, I won't hate on Byron too much. I just didn't like him. Wow, come on. Um, all right, Drew McIntyre challenges Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight title. The crowd is red hot for the challenger as he dominates early by a flying knee from the apron, gets things going for the champion for only a second. Rollins gets hit with the belly to belly on the outside. His commentary alludes to him targeting the back as Drew hits a spine buster. Rollins goes for a move off a springboard, but eats a big kick to the ribs. McIntyre hits shoulder first against the ring post, eats kicks to the face. Uh, another running knee as Seth is on fire as he follows it with a swanton moonsault combination. Falcon arrow for near fall superplex by Rollins, but countered into a suplex by Drew as we're just back and forth in this match. Rollins goes for a buckle bomb back. Back gives out. Really good selling there. Future shock DDT for no near fall. Suicide dive by Rollins on the outside. But McIntyre drives the champ spine first and still steps. Sidewalk slam on the apron. Pedigree by Rollins for two count. Reversal off the curb stomp. Drew is just going absolutely crazy. Ending with a neck breaker. Goes for a claymore. Reversal into a super kick. Curb stomp for a near fall. Phoenix splash Claymore uh, for another near fall. Pedigree curb stomp. One, two, three. As Seth Rollins retains the world heavyweight title. Uh, uh, after the match, out comes Damian Priest uh, trying to cash in. But Sami Zayn appears out of nowhere, takes a briefcase, and gets a big pop and just leaves. I thought that was actually <laughs> a really cool thing uh, that happened there. And foreshadowing something that's going to happen in the near future. But um, after the second Nakamura match, this is what we wanted from Rollins. Another true banger as Drew was the perfect opponent for Rollins here. Uh, made him look so good. Back and forth action throughout. Both of these guys brought their A game. And it really showed Rollins uh, showing new and even some old offense, even way back in his ROH days, uh, to retain his title. This all solidif- solidifies how insanely good Drew McIntyre is. I don't think people understand how truly good he is. He's top five, top ten discussion any day of the week. Uh, great opener and checked every box. After the match, Rhea gave McIntyre a grin. So maybe teasing something there. But uh, what a way to start off the show. I really enjoyed it. Uh, what did you think, Dylan? Yeah, I mean, it was the right way to kick off the show. Um, I think we are... I think I think this is just going to be the trend moving forward that whenever Roman's on a card, Seth's going to kick off the show with the world title yep. or the world title will kick That's off fine. the show. And I'm not against that because on the Roman list shows, he gets the main event. Yeah. Um, so he's, he, he still feels important regardless. Um, and yeah, this was this was the right way to open. I loved how how red hot the crowd was for both of them. Uh, they definitely leaned a little more Drew. And I think that's just people possibly wanting a new champion. But if they didn't pull the trigger on Nakamura, I don't see them pulling the trigger no. on not anyone. Mania. No, not until Mania or even maybe the Rumble. Uh, no, it's got to be I Mania. Could, I don't know, dude. Build LA Knight back up. Yeah, keep no, building we'll them up. It. No yep. spoilers, but uh... <laughs> we'll talk. Um, about yeah, this was this this was a lot of fun. But on paper, you knew this was going to be a fine match. I mean, they've wrestled numerous times in the past. Um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but they put on a really good match during the NXT title tournament to crown an inaugural champion. So there is wasn't some... that in like 2013, yeah, 2012 or something like that. Yeah, <sighs> um, yeah, when Seth was on his way to becoming the first NXT champion. But um, so yeah, there's 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 chemistry here. Drew's Drew's a workhorse. Seth's a workhorse. Um, I think it's a match made in heaven. I I I, I just. 
wonder if they're ever going to pull the trigger on Drew again. Like, has it has it passed? I like the story that was being told going in, but has Drew McIntyre's time passed as being a world champion again? Well, well, the rumors say that he's inked a new contract with WWE. That's what the rumors are saying. So, if he's going to be here a minute, I, I don't know. So, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see um, where they go from here. But, uh, Christian, what do you think? Yeah, the styles really meshed well here together. <laughs> these are two top eight wrestlers in the world. So, you know, no shot. These two put on a pretty entertaining match. There was a couple points I didn't care for, I'll be honest. I thought it I thought it got a little slow at times. I mean I get it, the whole Seth Rollins back thing, you want to play a little bit slow. But Drew, as big as he is, he can move. Seth was doing stuff I can't even describe, all these flips and shit he was doing. I which I don't know how he's doing this with that injured of a back. It does kind of concern me a little bit. But Speaking of, it's a work. I thought, I don't know, this is just my opinion. This is the best sell job he's done of his back in a while. It was way better than the Nakamura stuff he did. Way better. Which is which is odd because that was the story. Yes. Um. So, yeah, kudos to him for selling it better, but the story going in here wasn't that. The back, yeah. Back. But, but Maybe, yeah. I mean, it could just be his way of really showing the wear and tear of it. Maybe that it's getting long term story. That it's getting a lot yeah. worse. And that whoever finally does take the title off of him probably will target the back. Yeah. So, which maybe, maybe, maybe that's the angle. Maybe you're right. Which we all three probably have a different idea of who that's going to be. Well, it should have been Nakamura. Uh, so I'm a flat out say it. I don't. I, yeah, dude, I, I agree because I, I, I don't know. I, I think the Rollins stuff is entertaining. I'm just interested to see what they go from here but yeah i guess i guess my my want not to cut you off but my want for rollins to drop the title isn't against rollins himself it's roman has had a stronghold on a world title for three years and i think now we have an opportunity for fresh champions and i think rollins run is is starting to run its course but nothing against him specifically he's doing great well remember wwe well, not WWE itself said there. It's been heavily rumored recently that WWE wants to make titles feel more important. So they that's true. Reigns, yeah, yeah. So you yeah, can't no, blame. I love I love long reigns, but I think the reason why matchups with Roman feel fresh is because he doesn't pop up all the time. Seth being around weekly is definitely a plus, but you're going to start running out of credible champions because he's constantly defending. Whereas you can build a guy for Roman for a couple months, like they they've done recently. So I don't know. It's just it's 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 just how the titles are booked. That Rollins has had a great run. Not saying he has or hasn't. Um, I just think since he does defend it all the time, maybe it's time for a new phase. Yeah, I, I think there's one clear guy that should beat him for the title at Mania, but we'll we'll get to that on there today. There's yeah. good and a bad with Rollins being there every week. It's good because, I mean, that's what we've been clamoring for, a full, yep. full champion. But like you said, it's bad because, well, if he's beating everybody, you're eventually going to run out of somebody on the roster and go, you know, shit, who's left? Yeah. Yeah. And say what you want about Roman Reigns. I know a lot of people don't like it in his schedule, but when he shows up, it feels important. Oh, yeah. 100%. I know I'm going to see Seth Rollins every Monday. 
but here's the thing too. I mean, we really only have three major events till we get to Mania. So like yeah. now we're kind of you know in the seventh, eighth inning here. So we really only need maybe what two more people until we get to whoever it's true. possibly wins the Rumble. And Rollins, so, I mean, Rollins may not even defend at Survivor Series. Exactly. Maybe involved in other things. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I, I think there's a lot to like there. But yeah. um, Dylan, what do you agree about then? Um, or sorry, I'm still, this was still a fine match. I'm going to go right at four. All right. Uh, Christian, go ahead. I gave it a 3.8. All right. I also gave it a four. I, uh, I really enjoyed it. But um, we're going to go on to the next match. Nia Jax versus Raquel Gonzalez versus Zoe Stark versus Champ Baszler versus Rhea Ripley for the women's world title. Presentation is key in WWE. I thought everyone looked fantastic. Also, Rhea's entrance was crazy. Michael Cole says wrestling. He, he flat out said wrestling, and all is good in <laughs> WWE. And here we go. Uh, quick pinfalls. I love the double pin attempts by Stark. Nia takes out Raquel, just radiating the heel heat. Super kick into a German suplex to Nia. Action all over the place. Raquel taking everyone out. Face buster by Rhea on the Shayna. Nia and Rhea in a punching contest. A leg drop by Nia. Love the springboard splash by Zoe. As Shayna locks in a triple submission, I thought that looked fantastic. As Nia is fading, Stark gets back in the fray. Her and Rhea uh, battle at the top of the, or sorry, at the top rope, but a Tower of Doom spot was awesome. Wade said it best. This is a five-person car crash. Nia, again, is on top, but takes too long. Eats a corkscrew elbow by Raquel. See more of an aggressive side of Gonzalez, maybe even hinting a heel turn at some point. Um, her and Rhea face off. Zoe dives onto both of them on the outside, even taking out the camera guy. Uh, G3 owes 3 6 to Rhea. Nia ruins Stark's moment. Raquel slams down Nia, which is super impressive. Dude, Raquel, you want to talk about power? Whew, dude, Raquel does not miss shoulder day. Uh, Shayna <laughs> locks in the Carafuda, but a riptide by Rhea almost wins the contest. Raquel goes for a pin on Shayna, but at the same moment, Rhea hits a top rope riptide on the Stark. Uh, they fall on each other. Rhea pins Shayna and retains the title. Um, I get why they pinned Shayna. I, I, I think they have some kind of plans for Nia. Raquel, I don't think, could take the pin here. And then you don't want Zoe, you know, coming basically from nowhere getting into this title scene. I think it's too early for her to take the pin. So I'm actually okay with Shanna because I think she was really the only one that could take the pin. Uh, but Matu, my goodness, dude, how, how great have they built Rhea? She is just a megastar. She just looks like a million bucks, feels like a million bucks. Back to the presentation thing. Um, we are going to disagree here. I'm going to be maybe the 0.01% here. Um, I thought this was one of the best matches of the whole night. Um, I, I 100% agree with that. And spoiler alert, this is my second favorite match of the whole night. So uh, everyone shined. It's okay to admit. It's okay. Nia was great here. It's, uh, it's okay <laughs> to admit Nia was awesome. She didn't mm. mess up. She wasn't in the ring too many times. You know, she got all that heel heat. She was that heel that you wanted to boo. Raquel is just freakish strong. Shayna locked in multiple finishing moves. Almost made Nia pass out. That was a really big part of the match. And Zoe starts flying all over the ring. She's got a really cool moveset. Rhea did enough to win. But it wasn't like she hit around 
you know when like baby or sorry heels would just like go around the ring and like wait for their spot no dude Rhea she was, was involved in all the action i loved it um 11 minutes was perfect for this it didn't drag constant action as Shayna. you know eating in the pen like we said was not great but um like i said i thought she was really the only one that could afford it Rhea looks strong um it really looks like Liv morgan is the few going to Royal rumble and then becky at mania i mean that's just me but um that's what's gonna await her but i thought this match was really good the build was excellent I think I'm going to be really the only one that likes it as much as I did, but uh, don't go ahead. So, I'm a little upset you went first. Why? Because this was supposed to be my big hot take of the show. Okay, go ahead. This was much better than the opener. Whoa! What? I, like, okay, so I was re-watching it today. Oh, and my God. Chloe actually came downstairs and was like, how's the first half of Crown Jewel bit? And my response to her, and you can ask her, I said, the women's five-way has been the best match I've seen so far. And it's been a good card. The first half, like, the show itself, like, no spoilers, but, like, it was a good card. Yeah. Um, and I have a match later on that I want to talk about that yeah. is in the running for match of the night that Ooh. may not be on everyone else's list. Uh, Dylan and I are going to agree a lot um, here tonight. I'm very glad. But this, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this a ton. I've seen a lot of people shit on this on social media saying it was just a, you know, a 10 minute spot fest or whatever. Everyone got their stuff in. And with these multi-person matches, like <laughs> that's a struggle, you know, it, it, it sometimes comes across very clunky. This was very smooth. Also, what a finish, dude. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, I agree with you in the sense of like, there was only a select few that could take the pin. Um, I, I, I don't want to say anything negative about Shane. I wish she wasn't the one to take the fall, but it was either going to be her or Zoe. And I, I think they have, yeah. I think they have more stock in Zoe than they do Shayna. Maybe. Yeah. Um, also Zoe Stark. Oh my, probably the best outing she's had on the main roster since she's been called. She, up. uh, she stole the show here. She, she was my MVP of this match. Yeah. Um, Naya played her role extremely well. I'm, I'm telling you, man, Nia's um, good right now. She's good. It's okay and to admit. I, yeah, I'm not a Nia Jax fan. I've been very vocal about that, but I think she played her role well here. Raquel and Rhea, um, I like the fact that they're involved with each other, but, you know, Raquel's not taking the falls or anything like that. So it keeps Raquel as a credible challenger for Rhea down the road. Not saying she'll be the one to beat her, but, like, not taking the pin from Rhea especially in this situation, helps Raquel big picture. Um, no, I genuinely enjoyed this. And yes. I thought going in, I was going to get reamed for it by you two. No, dude, you are spot on. That's a hot take being better than the beginning, though. But we'll, we'll get to the grade. But uh, Christian, go ahead. <laughs> oh, boy. You guys. <laughs> You guys, you guys are driving me crazy tonight, <laughs> and we just started this. So let let's just what? Oh, okay, what Nia Jax were you guys paying attention? To? He she was great. Entire nah, dude, she was awesome. He was a big rock in the way of something that could have been a diamond. Zoe Stark, yes, was the best part of the match. 
listen, you you guys can even admit this. I told you guys when I was watching the Rumble that Zoe Stark would be a star. Mm-hmm. I mean, we knew that before Black and Gold, Dylan and I did, but but I caught it on the, I caught it from the main. Yeah, but yep, yep, yep. that was so. your first exposure to it. Yep. So that part, right? Raquel was uh, she was okay to me. She, Ooh, I thought she was great. Rhea was a star. Shayna wasn't very good here for me. Oh, there was a specific Shayna spot. I'm gonna let you finish your thought, but I loved it. Loved it. Yeah, her Kyle face knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, Kyle dude, knows what I'm talking about. Oh my god, dude! In this match, Shayna just she gets it. She gets pro wrestling. But go on. I can't. Uh, I can't wait to see our, our hear our grades. I feel I, like, dude, I a hot. This take, is gonna be I, so I, far. I'm already gonna spoil. It's it's higher than the first match. I was bored during this match. I oh my gosh! Well, this is the same oh. guy who was bored in the uh, in the in the boneyard match. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, I can't wait to hear our grades, man. I was bored of this match. I could not get into it. I lost interest about a quarter of the way through. Nia was just too much in the way for me. I she, look. She does not need to be here. I'm sorry. She did not need to be in the spot. I get it. You want a big dominant heel. She's not the one. She didn't belong here. She was the oddball out. Zoe is a great in-ring worker. Rhea, a lot of people talk bad about her in-ring stuff, but I like her in-ring. Raquel's pretty solid, and Shayna, you know, she's great in-ring, even though I don't think she was that great here. I think she had, a, like, one or two spots I was, like, wowed by, but that was it. But this, yes, it's just 10-minute spot fest, but it wasn't an entertaining one to me. I, I could have lived with this being off the card. I would have rather seen it on Raw. All right, so let's get to the grades. Christian, uh, you have to go, go first. 2.5. Uh, I gave it a 4.3. I'm at a 4.5. <laughs> Dude, I want you to know this isn't a bit. I no. loved what I saw. I, there was a spot and, where Shayna had, I forget who it was. It might have been Raquel and Zoe. Yep. In like leg locks, and then Naya, she had a, her in the in the sleeper, the Carefuda. Yeah, had her had her <laughs> the sleeper. She's trying to make three people tap out at once, dude. Like, and, and then there was there was the double big boot with Rhea and Raquel that looked flawless. Like, I think the timing in this match was great too. Yeah, I'm at four or five. I, I this is another hot take. Do I? you, you know what? I think this is one of the best women's matches you will see all year. I, I, I genuinely believe that. I, I genuinely believe it was that good. Dylan, would you agree with that statement? Um, I'm still going to give the nod as far as WWE is concerned. No, to... I won of. Yeah, no, it's up there. Yep. Um, yep. Still my favorite is Rhea and Charlotte. Oh, no. oh, yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was oh, a five-star. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, you can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. This match was nowhere near. This match wasn't even. Mm, I don't know what you were watching. Yeah, yeah, we must have been different, but uh, but we move on regardless. Um, we have a very big vignette, and it's talking about Survivor Series. And boys, Ooh. War Games is back. Yep. And um, we will talk about some other news maybe at the end of the show. And, but, um, and something else I thought about this vignette, they're having the same theme song as last year's, which I really like. Not mad about it. And no. it fits. War pigs. Yeah, it fits. Yeah. All right. 
Third match of the night, Solo Sokoa versus John Cena. Michael Cole said it perfectly. This is the biggest match of Solo's career. As I get goosebumps every time Cena makes his entrance, always take down by Cena. He needs to wear down the big man, as that's exactly what he's doing. Taking out the right hand of Solo so he can't use the spike. I mean, you just can't get any smarter than that. Uh, one headbutt takes down the babyface, as I really liked how he sold the hand injury. Spinning heel kick by Solo, super kick after he reverses the FU. Uh, Solo goes for the spike too many times, gets caught with the STFU. Uh, domination continues by Solo right after that. Just looks really good, in my opinion. Um, love the diving headbutt on the corner by Solo. A running hip attack, which works so many times for Umaga. Avoids the spike full. Cena comeback, five-knuckle shuffle, but eats a Samoan drop. This is a full-body beatdown by Solo, as the man who never gives up hits a cross-body from the top. Inverted choke slam by Cena as he is unleashing new moves to try to beat Sokoa, trying to end that five-year singles winless streak. Uh, spinning Solo for near fall. Yet again, uh, Cena blocks the spike. SDFU locked in, gets off it quickly. Solo finally hits the spike, cannot capitalize. He hits three more, kind of looks down at Cena, gets him up, gives him seven more spikes as Solo basically absolutely eviscerate Cena and the Solo Sokoa is your winner. Super Cena could not find a way this time as Solo looked, dare I say, incredible here. This was probably his best singles match in WWE, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I worried about this match going in, but these two over-delivered. Cena sold perfectly for Solo, putting over how brutal the spike is and how smart it was trying to dodge it so many times and really going for that hand. Uh, this was Sokoa's star-making moment, um, allude to on commentary. As what awaits for Cena, we're going to have to see. But in my opinion, it checked off every box. But uh, Christian, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, you say it over-delivered. For me, it did everything I thought it would, to be honest. Because I've sang his praises multiple times on the show. Solo Sokoa is as good as a big man as in the world. I mean, him... Bronson Reed, Kyle. I'm sure you know a New Japan guy, a big guy. Oh yeah, I mean there, there, there's a lot. Or of even like J- Jacob Fatu. But yeah, yeah, Jacob. Oh god, he's great. And Braun Strowman's up there too. If you, I mean, yeah. you gotta admit it, he's great. But go on. Yeah, Strowman's good. I just hope he gets back healthy. But I've gone as far as saying Stro- or um, dang, I'm stuck on Strowman. As far as saying, sometimes Solskjaer might be the best big man in the world. I mean, just the way he moves. He does have Umaga's moveset, which a lot of people – I read on Twitter a lot of people were complaining about how, oh, he's just copying Umaga. For this match especially, it made sense because remember Umaga and Cena in 07 had that big feud where – how did it end, Dylan? Was, it couldn't have been an I quit match. No, I don't think – I think it was last man standing. Oh, yeah, it was. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was last man standing and Umaga kind of did the same thing except the hip attacks just kept on hip attacking Cena. That was at the Rumble, right? Yeah. Uh, I think so. Uh, yep. I thought it was that Survivor Series. It was one of the two. I don't know. We'll have to look, uh, get Layla's computer out. Um. Yeah, but I thought this match was going to end in a knockout because I don't, I didn't think they'd want Cena taking the pin here. But I think for the story, and if you're really serious about Solo Sokoa becoming this big star that I think he should become, that's my personal opinion, then having a win by pinfall was the right call. 
And uh, Kyle didn't mention it, but Cena did like a minute in the ring after the match, basically saying thank you to the fans. So mm-hmm. that, this might be it. And if it is 22,000 years of wrestling from John Cena, then a ride. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it just might be his goodbye for now as he go back to Hollywood. I think he's going to have one more match. But if this was the way, I mean, think about how good it would make Solo look. But uh, go on, Dylan. Yeah, I think – so I think there's a much deeper story here other than okay. just Solo picking up a big win. All right, go and ahead. I think I'm going to – I'm going to save it. Okay. I think after we talk about the main event. Okay. Um. But I have absolutely zero issue here. I didn't think of the angle that Christian brought up, though, of what if it was a knockout finish? What if Solo just beat Cena down so badly that he just couldn't get up? How strong would that have made Solo look? This also made him look strong. The numerous Simone spikes and then the decisive one, two, three. Yeah, um, I think that was the better. Yep. Yeah, giving him giving him a more decisive win. Like, I get that was the angle. Um, that was needed, but it was teased throughout the match that like Solo doesn't even want to win. He just wants to beat the hell out of John Cena. Like commentary said that over and over. Yeah, he and was over. just not going for a pin. Yeah. yeah, and I I understand the five year story that they were trying to do here um, with with Cena having winning uh, or not winning a singles match in five years or whatever. Um, they really teased it like this was going to be the one. Like Cena was going to get back on track and kind of you know go away on a happy note, um, I think you could easily play this into what if whenever Cena does come back, because let's be real, this is not his last match. There's no way WWE is going to let John Cena retire without advertising his last match. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I don't think it's the end. It'd be a cool way to end, but I don't think that's how it's going to end. What if you play into this whole, like, Cena hasn't won a singles match what if whenever he does come back in WWE, is this the time they could pull the trigger on a heel turn and make him like a desperate, like do anything to win kind of guy? Yeah. At, you know, people wanted Cena to turn heel for so long and I get why they were so against it, but you have Cody on the roster. Who's doing basically the Cena stuff. He's doing yeah. the make a wish stuff. He's, he is the top baby face, you know, Seth is, you know, probably number two and, and you know, there's, there's some other names, but there's no doubt Cody is, at least today's, dare I say, John Cena. You know, he is the top babyface. Yeah. You don't need Cena to come back as a babyface. I think this is a cool way to maybe change up Cena's character for one last run whenever he does come back. But Serious. in the short term, this makes Solo a megastar. Yeah. Um, he just very single-handedly, decisively beat arguably the greatest of all time in WWE. And I, I loved what we got here. Yeah. Yeah. I did too. Yeah, I think. It was I, really I think. Good. I think there's there's definitely more to build off of for both sides, not just solo. Yeah. But like I said, you can do something with Cena down the road. Would you uh, give it a five? Three point seven. All right, uh, Chris, go ahead. I am right there. I'm at three point six. Uh, I gave it a three six as well. So uh, we're all right around the money there. Um, we had a Miz and Grayson Waller segment. Um, looks like the higher ups in Saudi really wanted this to happen. I'm going to be honest, I didn't even watch it. I kind of just skipped it, went to the next match. Not much to say about it. Uh, so we're going to go on. Uh, you guys ready for the next match? Mm-hmm. Logan Paul versus Rey Mysterio for the U.S. title. Very Logan Paul-esque entrance. 
Actually, in an entertaining build, and here we go. Logan goes right after the left arm and needed to take advantage of the power game. The chain wrestling was awesome here early. Head scissor takes Paul across the ring. Ray connects with a crossbody rolled through by Logan, followed by a springboard moonsault. Using his boxing skills, punches to the ribs of Ray. Paul slowing down the pace, preventing Ray from flying around the ring. Massive tilt-a-whirl backbreaker. Tosses Ray down. Big standing splash from Logan Paul. Really attacking the back with a bear hug as Paul is emulating or just he, he's basically like copying other Hall of Famers moves into his arsenal, which is really smart in my opinion. And I think more guys should try to do that to beat someone like Ray. Shoulder first goes Ray, suicide dive uh, by the underdog shoulder or sorry, uh, going for multiple pins as he knows he's in for a fight. Buckshot lariat by Paul. Did you notice after the buckshot, Larry, he kind of tweaked his knee? Intent, CM Punk reference, who knows? Cross uh, cross face of bending back the hurt shoulder from earlier in the match by Ray. Uh, The champion shortens a springboard, but Paul catches him out of the air. Dude, if he didn't catch him, Ray was going neck first right into the mat. And uh, thank goodness for Logan Paul and the wherewithal to do that. Uh, turns into a power slam. That full away slam from the top rope was awesome as he moonsaulted it as well. Uh, character work by Paul. It's vastly improved. Sunset bomb code red for near fall. A friend of Logan hands him brass knuckles. Santos comes out to make the save. But he kind of tosses the brass knuckles back into the ring. Yeah. Chasing the guy out of the stadium. Countered 619. Punched the face as Logan Paul... Gets the three count and wins the U.S. title. I don't know if we're all going to agree, but in my opinion, this is the decision that needed to happen. Paul is getting so good in the ring. He can take the title everywhere. And he's got contenders waiting for him. Uh, The match was pretty good the first time I watched. I went back a second time, and I even liked it more the second time. I thought that really delivered. Ray worked super well with Logan. The pace, to me, never felt dreadfully slow. This was all about the finish. Santos easily could have taken the brass knuckles or tossed them on the ground, but he kind of set him towards the direction of Logan Paul. That heel turn is coming. Logan being the heel, cheating the win, it all makes sense. The finish to me was super smart as there's a lot of, like, what-ifs with this. So, um, in my opinion, this was a lot of fun, but uh, Dylan, what you think? Yeah, no, this was this was fast-paced from the start. Um, Logan just continues to impress me. I don't want to like the guy as much yeah, I as I do, but dare I say, like, he is a natural at this. Yes. Say what you want yep. about Logan Paul. He tore the house down at WrestleMania with one of the best wrestlers, in not just in WWE, but arguably top five in the world. You could say with Seth Rollins, um, he went toe to toe with Roman Reigns and probably gave us the best Roman defense. I think like the the match with Cody Rhodes and the match with Logan Paul, as far as the last year or so that Roman has had the title, was probably his best title defenses. And that's saying something as far as in ring work is concerned. And like he, he plays his character so, so well. Now I see the angle that people are trying to say of like, why would you put the title on this celebrity? I think it's time to accept that Logan Paul is just a little more than a celebrity appearance. Yeah. And that he's a pro wrestler. He is a WWE guy. 
Um, he, he, he fits the environment well, especially with how athletic the roster has gotten over those last several years. I think he's a perfect fit. You can make the IC title your workhorse belt, and that's what it's been for now over 500 days with Walter having the title that long. Um, you can do somewhat gimmicky things with the U.S. title, and I don't think it devalues it. If anything, putting the title on Logan Paul, here's another hot take, might give it more value than it's had in several years because here's a guy who is world-known who's going to take this belt, like Kyle said, everywhere. Uh, at, like It's, it's going to sit next to him during his podcast what, that, they, that they shoot for, for YouTube or whatever, Impulsive. Um, it's going to go with him to boxing appearances. It's going to go with him, you know, if he ever shows up somewhere with Jake. Like, it, 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 everywhere Logan Paul will be publicly, that belt is going to be shown. That's free promotion for WWE. It's a no-brainer here. Also, yeah. I like what Kyle pointed out because I'm happy I wasn't the only one who saw it. They also planted the whole Santos and possibly the whole LWO turning on Ray. He could have very easily pocketed those. I said that the moment he sat them down, I'm like, why didn't he just put them in his pocket? Mm-hmm. Like, I yep. don't think that was just a like, ah, well, it was just to set up the finish. I think there could be a story there in the yep. sense that Santos just kind of sat him there, you know? Um, I think... Logan's athleticism matches what, with what Ray can, can do. And despite Ray's age, he can still go in the ring. Guy's so fluid at what he does. And I thought these two gelled extremely well. Yeah. Exactly. And the right guy won. Yep. The right guy. Hey, dude, have Dylan and I ever agreed so much in one night? Man, we were on fire tonight. But uh, Christian, go ahead. I'm yeah, shit the, on it. I'm always the uh, odd one out, it seems like, in these nowadays. Yeah. Thanks for bringing me on so I can be the ass of the show. But I mean, it used to be me. So. I, I'm yep. basically a Steve Smith on this podcast. But I, I'm going to kind of continue that trend here because match itself. Look, I get it. Logan needed to show to show up at Saudi. It was probably it was more than likely the Saudi people that wanted Logan Paul there. Because I, I don't, I just couldn't see Triple H booking Logan Paul for the U.S. title. Oh, I could. I, I, could. I could, dude. I really could. And, I, I know it's not like something that he usually does. Yeah. But, man, dude, I this, think it needed a little bit more juice. And I, This, I, is, I, this yeah. is a guy who's been publicly endorsed by Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. Edge. Like, publicly, those Michael guys. Michael Tarver. Were, yep. Shut up. These, <laughs> these world-class wrestlers, you can argue, yep, have come exactly. out and been like, this guy gets it. <laughs> like, these aren't, these aren't guys who just don't know anything about wrestling. Like, I just named three guys with huge. Four guys, yep. With wrestling IQs. And to think that Triple H might not be one of them. I, look, I think Triple H has a lot of stock in Logan Paul. He's not going to hold this title forever. We know that. No. He's losing that mania, brother. I don't even think it goes to Mania. It might lose at the really? Rumble. Okay. All right, but um, yeah. Anyways, guys like Michael Tarver, yeah. This <laughs> <laughs> doesn't seem like something Triple H would do. I mean, Kyle would know more than I would, but from what I've seen over the last year, and even in part of Black and Gold series we've done, it just it doesn't seem like you would do it. Well, not spoiling anything, he did give Leon Ruff the North American title once. Uh, okay, all right. Well, thank. You. I think I think Triple H is is okay with taking some risks. He is a, a huge risk taker. He also and, uh, gets what what is going to sell. 
You know, yeah. I think he looked at it as maybe the U.S. title hasn't been as prestigious as the IC title. Let's do something different with it. Yeah. This is something different until you give it to a guy like L.A. Knight, who if you don't think him and Logan Paul can put on some fun promos, they've already done it before. There is a story there. Oh, that is a mania kind of match. Yeah, it's got a big fight feel to it. Why not? Although I'd rather see a LA Knight world champion, but we'll get to that. Um, yeah. yeah, the match was fine. I don't think it lit the world on fire like everybody else thinks it does. The whole Santos thing, look, I would have preferred to see him turn there. Uh, I don't know where else you'd do it because I don't see this. I don't see this being a. I don't see the U.S. title being shown at Survivor Series. At least with the card I have that I think is going to happen, I, I can't see it there. No, I don't think it's defended at Survivor Series. And I don't, I don't think you do this turn on a SmackDown. I think you got to do it at pay per view, especially if you want it to be a big story. It just has to be done at a pay per view. So I mean, they do like using Logan Paul in big markets. Chicago is a big market for WWE. I wouldn't rule out a Survivor Series match with Ray. And have Santos do the heel turn then. It's possible, but the card, the card I think is going to happen doesn't. It won't fit in that card. But you could right. just do a rematch with Paul, but you know who knows. Yeah, we'll see. Well, what now? I do have an issue with Paul winning. Here's my issue. Yes, he is still a celebrity, and I know Triple H isn't like Vince. He doesn't view him as just celebrity. He views him as a pro wrestler. But yeah. We're not going to see what Rey Mysterio, Austin Theory would do with the title, and that's defending it on SmackDown. Like, like you know, sometimes it You're right. He's going to defend it on pay-per-views. Yeah, but I like seeing the, the mid-card titles on the weekly shows. Oh, I agree. Because it, 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 it's an easy way to feature them. Because you know the world titles will be at every pay-per-view. Yeah. Well, they should be. Um, so, yeah, like I totally get that angle, too. But if you want to try and make that title feel a little more prestigious – Logan Paul's not defending it on SmackDown. Like you said, that is absolutely right. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not He's... saying defend it like Orange Cassidy defends it. No, God, no, no. No, oh, I, God, I know what next. you're saying. I know what you're saying, but I yeah. think him only showing up to pay-per-views makes it feel important. And it gets that title on a pay-per-view, which doesn't happen often. That is true, and uh, I don't know how you guys are going to feel about this take. Oh, yeah? But after Ray, Logan Paul's next challenger has to be Kevin Owens, right? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Because they already did that one backstage interaction, what, two weeks ago, where Kevin Owens punched Grayson and Theory in the face? Because he talked to Logan Paul before that segment. Yeah, I think maybe you do that at uh, Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Good. If you, if then, you want Logan's and then title you insert, run to go that And long. then you insert L.A. right there. Yeah. Yeah. Or so maybe he defends it in the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, and who knows? Uh yeah, maybe cool. right back Reeves maybe makes it. Who knows? But uh, all right, Christian, yeah. go ahead with the grade. Like I said, I don't think this match lit the world on fire. It was still decent. I gave it a three. Three. <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, I actually give it a three nine. So oh, I'm, I'm, man. I'm high. So uh, I'm very high. But uh, yeah, don't go uh, ahead. I, I can tell, Kyle. You guys might call me crazy. You okay? I'm at a four five, Woo! dude. I don't know what it is, dude. All the all the <laughs> matches that I thought would be kind of meh are blowing me away on this. Yeah, card. like Listen. look, I didn't think like Rey Mysterio and Logan Paul would be a bad match by any means. I know this, what they both can do in the ring, and I knew it'd be so entertaining. I, didn't, I thought it yeah. bad. I just don't think it looks oh, no. on fire. No, I know what you're saying. I'm saying 
this is one of the best matches Logan Paul's had in WWE. Oh, I think so too. I, I, I think it's so I think it's that. up there. Easy. I don't know what I rated him and Seth, but I know I rated it pretty high. You I, you rated him and Ricochet high. Yeah, so. I, I I just think Logan Paul he gets has, it. has evolved from just celebrity appearance to like he's legit. Like I'm gonna I would, admit, it. I would see this guy wrestle every week and be okay with it. Like he's yeah, if to if, that point, if so. he made this his full time gig, it's believable. It. That's yep. what I'm saying. Yep, let's so. do it. Um, all right, next match: Io Sky. Io Sky defends her WWE Women's title against Bianca Belair as a <laughs> Bianca 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 uh, Belair as uh, as Wade Barrett says it. Um, so Bianca pre- said pre-match there will be no surprises after taking out Bailey. Yeah, okay. Uh, the challenger was using her power to her advantage, but Io hits a dragon screw. And has an immediate target uh, in the right knee. Nice suplex by Bianca as the champion again reverses and locks the leg lock in. Really stretching it. Really looked painful. Roll through double stomp as finally Bianca great separation. Really nice gut buster. Loved how EO came back. You know, locked the challenger in the tree of woe and nailed her with a drop kick to the knee. Releasing German was cool. Face buster off the head scissor as both competitors are down. A lot of cool counters in this match so far. Bailey comes ringside as EO was not thrilled. Uh, Dylan was staring at Bailey as I was focused on the in ring action of this. Um, top rope moonsault by EO. Missile drop kick for a near fall. A uh, glam slam by Bianca as the challenger for. <laughs> as the challenger. Uh, went after Bailey. Um, so Bailey and Bianca had like a struggle. Um, Bianca basically like gets out of the way, but EO just cracks her right in the face, runs her over. And by the facial expressions, it didn't really seem the phase EO that she did it, which we'll talk about. Uh, Bianca goes for the KOD to Bailey, but her leg is whipped sideways and is saved. By the returning Kyrie Sane. And, dude, I was jumping up and down in my chair. Dude, I was literally yelling when she came. Dude, I was pumped up. Uh, swinging elbow, flying knee. Uh, Bianca beats the 10 count, but eats a moonsault as EO retains. So, EO and Kyrie beat down Bianca after the match. As Kyrie hits just the most perfect uh, elbow drop, which is the insane elbow. She is the absolute best at that right now, in my opinion. Uh, this was all about storytelling. All of it. Uh, remember, Kyrie was beaten down by Bailey the last time we saw her in WWE. So now it looks like she may want to take EO away from Bailey. Um, it's a really cool part of the story. The match itself was solid on second watch. The pace was slower. I do think Bianca has trouble when the matches start, you know, getting, you know, higher in time, like the, you know, the 15, 16 minute matches. I think she runs out of gas a little bit, but, um, EO targeting the body part, Bianca, uh, being the resilient baby face, cool counters and the moves here. I thought the match was actually pretty solid. Kyrie coming back made my weekend, but what's next is, you know, what everyone's talking about. It seems like more names could be added to this, maybe EO and Kyrie partnership. I don't know about you guys, but this Bailey face turn is coming. And um, I, I think 
Well, one second. I, I, I think the question is where does Dakota fit in all of this? And I, that's going to be really interesting. A lot of unknowns, but it's really fun to like think about what could be. As for the match, I think it might have been a little bit better what than the internet's given it credit for. A uh, crowd was absolutely dead for this match. Maybe they're just tired. I don't know. Um, but uh, I still, I, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. But uh, Christian, go ahead. You think Bailey's going face? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. That is that is the direction I see them going in. I highly disagree. Io already does get decent reactions. And she is a heel right now. And there are a lot of Kyrie Sane fans, especially international. And we know international wrestling fans travel well. So, mm-hmm. and Dakota, she looks like a natural heel. I think you keep Dakota and Bailey teamed up. And eventually, Kyrie and Io, because apparently they were a tag team before. I don't know. I, I wouldn't yes. know. Well, way, way back in the day, but yes. So there's obviously, you know, good working chemistry there. These two teams have to face off at some point. Uh, Kyrie and EO against Bailey and uh, Dakota. Right now, the only question is, I think the story's going to be, well, which side is EO going to choose? And obviously, she's going to choose Kyrie Sane's side. Unless you do want to make her like a massive heel and have her turn on Kyrie. Because from what I've read over the weekend, and even this morning I read that they were really well-liked as a tag team when they were tag teaming. So if you want to make Io a big heel, have her turn on Kyrie at some point, and then build Kyrie up to a big baby face, and maybe that's your WrestleMania match for the title. Or you have Io go face and tag with Kyrie after Bailey and Dakota turn on Io. Yeah, I, I, I just think you're looking at it too basic. Like, you think it's just going to be this four. And it could be just these names. I think there's going to be more to this. I think well, we may see Asuka. I think we could see someone maybe from Japan right now coming in to create recreate a stable. I think there's going to be more names to this story, more so than like the EO and Kyrie side versus the Bailey and Dakota side. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I do too, but I'm just saying it, the story's going to be centered around these four, basically. It just depends on when. To- I think it's really just going to be EO and Bailey. Well, I think but, big picture, but yeah. I see, I see what Christian's saying. No, of, of, of but- who does who does Dakota side with? I think is is you mean, interesting. You mean EO? No, EO's going with Kyrie regardless. Oh, you ha- oh, whether you have whether to. it's face or heel, like yeah. that that that's a partnership. I think whenever- Dakota's the odd one out here now. Yeah, it's it's who does Dakota side with? Do they keep the the trio and Bailey's on her own, or do you get you know Bailey and Dakota doing stuff like? And then who else is? Where's does Oscar? I mean, Oscar's got to fit in this somewhere. So where does Oscar go? Do you add you know a Mecco uh, a Mecco from NXT Satamora? Do you try to get Sari back from, you know, Vince got her? Um, do you try to get her back to the company, maybe make this big stable? That's where I think this is going to go. I think they're going to make this big heel stable in Kyrie, EO, uh, Asuka, maybe one other name. And Bailey's going to be the one that gets that baby face rub. That's just personally where I think it's going to go, but it's going to be interesting. But uh, don't what you think of the match. Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to say this match was bad, but this was the first match of the night that kind of lost me. 
Um, both both are extremely talented and definitely should have been a better match than what we got. Um, I I I liked what they tried to do here. Um, I think I would have preferred just a straight up one on one. Um, saying the whole like, oh, Bailey's, uh, you know, it's it's uh, took Bailey out. Now there's gonna be no interference, like you said. I was like, all right, yeah, please, okay, cool. Not saying I was against Bailey showing up, but that's a different story. Anyway, uh, um, yeah, I just, I just thought the match was was okay. Um, I thought EO looked really good, and and she definitely needed to be the one to win, uh, to continue her reign to make it. A little more meaningful. Bianca didn't need a win here, um, so I'm I'm happy with the result. Um, do you, Do you think Bianca kind of works a little too slow? I think at I, times. It, I think I yeah. think it feels like has as high impact as the moves are. I don't want to say slow, but it's it's very like calculated, which mm-hmm. in turn can sometimes make the moves better. N- Make them more impactful, but not as fluid as I'd like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like we saw in the U.S. title match, Logan Paul go for the buckshot, kind of stumble a little bit. I'm okay with a slight error. That wasn't a botch by any means. That's just, you know, he is fucking human. Um, I guess I want Bianca to wrestle. <sighs> this is so weird to say. Like quicker. Less perfect. Like I think she she she's such a perfectionist at what she does that I wish her matches were more fluid. Sometimes they do come across as kind of blocky because she's she's thinking about how the move should go so it can be you know how it needs to be perceived. But in doing that, I guess you're right. Maybe it does slow down the match a little bit. Yeah, but slow and, down the pace. And maybe and, and maybe that's the someone issue. Like EO, so just let and her carry. EO, EO doesn't do those things. Like no. like Bianca's move set is amazing. She's a freak athlete, and I love what she does. But EO is is kind of what I want in the sense of she has that fun move set, but it just comes off more fluid. Mm. And I guess maybe that's why I didn't get into this because maybe they just didn't gel as good as they should have. On paper, this should have been easy four stars. I the, the backlash match was a lot better than this one. I yes. think we all could agree. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Dylan, what would you give it a five? <sighs> I'm at a two nine. All right. Uh, Christian, go ahead. Yeah, I'm one above that. I'm at a three. Uh, I'm at a 3-1, so I think we're all around the same there. And Kyrie coming out was definitely the best part of the match. And shout out to Kyrie, dude. She looked so good. So good, and I cannot wait to see what she does in WWE. But um, moving on, Damian Priest versus Cody Rhodes. Uh, Damian obviously not in a good mood after what happened to him earlier in the show. Uh, leave it to Cody for getting the crowd hype again as he goes right after Priest. Two drop-down right uh, strikes by Rhodes. STO follows and he's got all the momentum strikes by Priest. Cody takes a kick to the knee that was injured by the Judgment Day a few weeks prior on Raw, and now that is the target for senior Money in the Bank. Running dropkick uh, buys time for the babyface. Priest almost takes Cody's head off with a lariat, but Rhodes comes back with a suicide dive, face slap, reckoning on the announce table. Uh, Back in the ring, Crossroads keeps both guys down. Here comes Finn and J.D., South of Heaven for a near fall. Dom is next, getting booed out of the building. But here comes main event Jay Uso. Super kicks all three of them. Uh, Cody Cutter, bionic elbow, but Damian kicks out. Super kick Cody Cutter for another two count. Uh, we get back into the ring. A, a trio of crossroads, and that was able to be enough for Cody to get the victory. Um, this was everything it needed to be. Uh, nothing too crazy here. 
it took a lot to beat Damien, and I think it still made him pretty strong in defeat, in my opinion. It keeps the momentum going for Cody. Why did this happen uh, besides Cody had to be on the show? I mean, a lot of people go to these shows do see Cody Rhodes, so that's the obvious answer. But the other answer is you needed to showcase something for this Cody versus Judgment Day story going into Survivor Series. So you needed something, and I think this was a good way to do it. Nothing too crazy, but a very solid way to keep things going here, Dylan. Yeah, no, I, I, that's a hundred percent the angle that I got from as well. You need something to fill time before war games. Yes. Um, and, and being a big show, like Saudi shows, you're going to put the big names on there. Obviously you're not keeping Cody Rhodes off really any card. If he's healthy, he's on it. Um, even when he's not healthy, he's still main eventing. We saw that fucking last year, but anyway, um, this this felt like a raw match. Not bad by any means. Uh, it only went about 11 minutes. Yeah. It just felt like a TV match. Um, but I totally see why they put it on the card. Like I said, Damian Priest is Mr. Money in the Bank. So he needs to be prominently featured. Cody's arguably their biggest face in the and company. And they didn't have anything for Cody, so yeah. Yeah, so like he already has an ongoing feud with the Judgment Day. Okay, let's just give him Damian Priest, feature both of them on a pay-per-view. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's easy. You know, it's, it's, you knew it's going to be a fine match. Um, you knew there was going to be some Judgment Day shenanigans. Like I said, this was all just to build towards War Games. You needed something to buy time to keep people interested still. And I think doing it strictly on TV was going to cause people to lose interest. You need some sort of big fight feel. And um, I like how they both were presented. Um, Cody picking up the win was, was very predictable. But like Kyle said, I don't think it hurts priests in any way because priest is still going to be heavily featured still has the briefcase he's going to be in that war games match whenever it gets made official um and he's going to look great in that match as well because i think that fits his his in-ring style um yeah i mean this was this was fine but yeah it just felt like a tv match all right go ahead christian yeah i mean i share the same sentiment i wouldn't even say tv match this this might be wrong because i love cody i love damien this felt a little bit like filler. Like it was one of those. Yeah. Felt like got, a cool down. We've, yeah, we've got an 11 minute spot on the card. Oh, we'll just throw Cody and Damien on it and call it a night. However, I do like the placement of this match right after <clears throat> seemingly the dead crowd of EO and Bianca. Because Cody comes out, everybody's going to get hyped for it. So I do like the placement of the match, but the match being on the card itself did feel a little bit forced. And it didn't light the world on fire either. Yeah. I mean, it was, no, with 11 minutes, I don't think it was going to. Yeah, it, no. it was fine. I mean, I, I, it was okay for what it was, but it just, it, it didn't need to be here. This could have been the main event of Raw. Yeah. yeah with, with, um, Survivor Series so close, they just wanted to reassure everybody, you know, with everyone coming out, Jay Uso comes out. Uh, those are going to be some of the like the big names going into that match, but uh, Cody War Games got really interesting. But um, quick grade, um, I'm actually going to start here. Uh, I gave uh, Priest and Rhodes a three point one. Uh, don't want you give it. I'm I'm at a three. All right, go ahead, Christian. I'm at two point nine. All right, uh, main event time. La Knight <laughs> challenges Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE Universal Title one year ago yesterday. He was interviewed as Max Dupree 
Now he is in the main event of Crown Jewel facing Roman Reigns. My goodness, what a year can do. This felt like a big deal, and WWE did a great job of that. As LA was on fire going right after the champion neckbreaker, but eats a clothesline from the Chubble Chief. Quick one count for LA. A commentary puts over. Knight just needs to believe that he can win. As he looks great taking the fight to Roman, not intimidated at all. Flying clothesline, but Roman turns things around, diving, uh, driving Knight into the steel steps. Nice suplex by the champion. One thing Reigns has improved immensely is his crowd interaction, saying Knight had never had a chance to begin with. I just loved all that. Roman goes for Superman punch, uh, but a reversal uh, into a bulldog great separation by L.A. Knight. These two exchange punches, DDT by the man formerly known as Eli Drake, Uranagi by the Tribal Chief, Superman punch for a near fall, Miss Spear, step up, superplex by LA, elbow drop as the crowd is red hot for him, but out comes Solo and Jimmy, uh, Superman punch uh, into a spear, but somehow LA kicks out, frustration flowing out of reins, struggle for power, BFT uh, for a near fall. But uh, Jimmy actually put Roman's foot on the rope. Um, Mm -hmm. L.A. drives Jimmy and Roman headfirst off the announce table. Jimmy goes through the table. Roman spears L.A. through the barricade. One more spear as Roman Reigns retains the title. This match was actually really entertaining. Uh, The point of this match was to see if L.A. Knight belonged on the big stage like this, and he delivered. This man was never going to win and this night, he was never going to win this title. Uh, gave the fight right to Roman. I thought Roman yet again needed help from the bloodline. So it really told that story. Um, it doesn't halt, in my opinion, LA's momentum. I think he proved that he can stay with the top guys. Didn't lose clean, as this will absolutely lead to something in War Games for LA. Uh, you know, we, we got LA. We got pretty much Sammy. We got Cody. We got Jay. So... Those are really the four guys going into that War Games match, aside with one more, which we'll get to. Both guys look good. Wasn't overly slow, which we usually get in a Roman match. And I, I thought I checked every box. I enjoyed the action, Dylan. What do you think? Yeah, no, this was this was good storytelling. Um, I feel like that's what Roman's matches are, are kind of becoming, that it's less about wowing everyone in ring. And, and they do tell a really good story. Granted, that story is starting to become overtold and very predictable. Um, this wasn't a bad match by any means. I love the fact that we all knew there was going to be interference, but the interference didn't a hundred percent seem to affect Elliot. He got the upper hand. Yeah, he, he, he did. Stopped. He stopped Jimmy Uso every single time. Like there was, there were moments where I'm like, oh shit, he's going to o- overcome this somehow. Granted, yes, the interference was the ultimate distraction to let Roman get the ultimate upper hand, but really it was Roman who had to put him away. Remember at yeah. WrestleMania, you can argue that it was the Samoan spike that hurt Cody more than Roman getting the spear. The outside interference, interference didn't seem to affect LA Knight, and it was truly like Roman had to put him away with two spears. So I love that LA Knight just kept coming, kept coming, kept fighting, yep. and... um Despite the ego that the guy shows, commentary did a great job portraying him as an underdog here. Yes. This was his first world title match he's had in WWE. Yep. Um, And if you ask him, he'd probably say it's his first world title match ever because he said when he was a world champion, only three people watched. So it didn't really count. Um, But 
yeah, I thought I thought the match was fine, but it's it's becoming predictable and and kind of typical at this moment. We just and this gotta is get just, to Mania. Yep. This is just the way. Like you're planting the seeds even more for War Games. I think that heel side is easily gonna be uh, Dom. Uh, Damian. I don't think Roman's Finn. in it. No, Roman Roman won't be in it. It's gonna be Don, Damian, uh, Finn, Jimmy, and Solo. Yes. Versus Cody, J, L, A, Sammy. Sammy, and then I think everyone thinks it's going to be Seth. I think it's going to be Orton. I think number five has to be Orton. Yeah. He can easily be the Cody's got a phone call to make kind of guy. And yeah. He shows up at Survivor. It's not going to be Punk. Anyone who says CM Punk's going in war games is fucking stupid. No, he's CM definitely Punk can't not deal. Going CM Punk can't deal with someone saying that he's a little pushy on the microphone. You're going to put him in uh, two cages with all those weapons. He's going to cry about it next day. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're not putting him in that match. And uh, it's not going to – I don't think it has to be Seth. I think Seth can no. easily defend his title against Drew and do a do a run back of that. I think but... I'd rather see Randy in the match than Seth because I would rather see Seth defend his title in a singles match. Personally. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think I think Christian might share the same sentiment yep. in seeing Seth be more prominently featured because Roman's not going to be at Survivor Series. I think that's been kind of confirmed on the dirt sheets that he's not I don't scheduled. think he really needs to. Yeah. No, I think you can have the war games be prominently featured and you can have Seth's world title be the featured world title. Because Although, you also need to separate Roman and Cody. You don't want this, you, know, you don't want them interacting. No, yes. no, 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 no. You no. want it to keep it in Somania. Yeah. You know what? They they built the story perfectly during the first match that they never really got physical. You need to do that again. Now yes. there's tension there and yes. I think the fact that they'll never interact before that match happens just makes the match feel more meaningful. So I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. Don't put Roman and Cody anywhere near each other. Just keep planting the seeds, keep him on Roman's yep. radar, but never let them get physical with each other. Yep. Yep. Uh, Christian, what'd you think? Yeah, I don't want to see Cody and Roman have another match again, but I can't wait to hear your take, but go ahead. What on what? Well, I told you after the rundown, you have to tell me, this whole beef you have. With well, Cody he wanted Jay Uso to win. Well, yeah, we could talk about it in a little bit. Yeah, we're going. My my take's been well explained, though. I've explained it a million times. I just think it's wrong. Right. Yeah, I do too. But go on, but go on. What do you think of Night Roman here? But speaking of, <laughs> and speaking of dumb things that shouldn't happen, why did you kill off LA Knight? Oh, come on. Oh, he is not. He, but, I mean, you could even argue that makes him better. He's, he's going to get a lot more crowd reaction. You feel bad for him that he lost with interference. I don't feel I think it would get even more crowd reaction for him. I feel bad for him one bit. Look, the, to be honest, the only person that has lost to Roman that I truly felt lost a bit of momentum, and it's going to sound weird for me to say this, was Cody. Yeah. Because Cody should not have lost that match. Now, I think the win is going to be sweeter when it happens now, but yeah. Cody shouldn't have lost at Mania. Everyone else made sense. Yeah. So Drew made sense? Yes. yes. No, I disagree. Yeah, because you needed to – You Cody was always going to be the guy that was going to be at that Mania match. It was always going to be Cody at 39. Yeah. Here's my problem. How do you make LA Knight a credible future world champion again? Put him on well, the against get- Seth. He's going to get the decisive pin at War Games. Yes, I think guaranteed. he does too. Yep. He's yep. going to get he's going to get the winning fall. Um, he's going to beat Logan Paul for the U.S. title. I get that yep. that's not the world title, but that 
is going to be a big deal because Logan Paul himself is a big deal in the mainstream world. Yeah, he's going to he's going to make that title feel important. Yeah. And then you probably give LA Knight money in the bank next summer. Mm-hmm. Boom. And you make him a world title by the fall. World yeah. champion by the fall. Easy. Yeah, Done I don't deal. know about I don't I don't know about um, money in the bank there cuz I don't really think he needs it. But. Well, I said that he should win the Rumble. You guys thought I was crazy then. You know, honestly, I, I was thinking about it. He might have – dude, if, if Walter keeps that IC title, it might not be out of the, uh, the ordinary. I just don't think they do L.A. Set. I, I don't know about that one. Well, because the problem is, who do you turn heel? No one's turned heel. It's just a face versus face. A face versus face at WrestleMania? Yes, I mean, sir. They, they just did it with Drew and Seth. Yeah. Drew's Drew's not a heel yet. Yeah, I know yeah. they I know they're teasing it, but he's not. So well I, that uh, okay. If LA I, wins Rumble, he's beaten. I don't know. The, the, he's match beaten, good. So. the match was good. The storytelling was good. I just don't I don't understand it. Why you would put him in this situation. Yeah, he's gonna get the, the decisive pinfall at war games. Whoop de do that's a team match. Congratulations. And you say him being Logan Paul again, whoop you do You're going to beat a celebrity. Congratulations. Oh, don't call him a celebrity anymore. This he guy is a pro it. wrestler. Yep. Well, he still does scripted matches. So until he's, until he's not doing anything else, like if he's strictly just in WWE and doing anything else, I'll call him a wrestler. But he's still a celebrity. So, I don't know. Just my opinion. What did what'd you give it out five? This was... I don't like grading matches with interference. I don't know why. I just don't. I think if it adds to the story, it's okay. I, it, it is annoying, though. I am with you. It's becoming redundant. Well, it's every Roman match, too. Yes, yes. This one, this one though, did make sense why it happened. The other ones didn't. No. Yeah. I'll be honest. Well, except except Jay. Jay kind of made sense because yeah. they want to do Jay and Jimmy. Well, now kind of Cody makes sense now, in a way. Well, big picture. In yeah. hindsight, yes. In the moment, it didn't. Yeah. This one in the moment did to me. At yes. Least. Yeah. But a uh, grade, I'll go just a solid four. Yeah, I went uh, three seven actually. Isn't it funny that we can shit on how repetitive Roman Reigns matches are, and then we still give them like fairly high grades? Because I'm at I'm at a three nine. Yeah. Uh, so I'm right. right there in between you and Christian. I think <laughs> as as predictable as Roman Reigns is becoming, I said it earlier in the show. When Roman shows up, it feels like a big deal. Oh, it is, 100%. And, like, that, I mean, that's how they've portrayed him, and they've done it very successfully. So even <laughs> here we all are going, oh, man, it's repetitive. We see this all the time. It's the same match. Four. You know, high threes, I, yep. Yeah, I'm just saying. I don't think it's a bad gig to be constantly given fours. Well, it's, it's more so the way Vince portrayed him is the problem. Yeah, I think – no, I'm saying Triple H has done a much better job portraying the Roman Reigns character than Vince did. Yeah, Vince built it like this. He wanted it to be this way. and I think, I think Triple H has made it more of a spectacle. I yes. guess it's the word I want to use. He, he makes him feel like how Vince wanted Brock to feel. When Brock showed up, it was must-see. When Roman shows up, dare I say, it's must-see. Like, you're going to tune in. SmackDown. Yeah, especially SmackDown. He definitely yeah. has that influence. But um, So that, my friends, is Crown Jewel. All right, Dylan, final thoughts. Match of the night, great out 10. All right, final thoughts. It was a solid show. There was, was. only a couple, it was only a couple duds. Um, I was kind of disappointed by the WWE women's title match. 
Cody and Damian was a good match for Raw. Maybe not a pay per view, like I said, but um, it had a re- had a purpose. Yeah, had a purpose, so I'm okay with it. Um, same thing with with the main event. Two matches for me that stole the show: the five way and the U.S. title. Um, I know Christian's mad about both. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give my match of the night slight edge to the U.S. title match. Wow, because I do like what is going to happen big picture. LA Knight will be the one to take it off Logan Paul. Not yeah. a doubt. In my, the moment yeah. Logan got the pin, I was like, LA Knight's going to be U.S. champion no later than WrestleMania, but could it's be, gonna be You have to do it at Mania. I just don't know if they're going to give Logan – like, that, that, that Mania is what, five? Five months. Five, five months away. Are you going to let Logan hold it for five months? I mean – he doesn't now, have to really defend it that much, though, because you only have three events. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you only have three events before Mania. So and he if doesn't they... have to do it at Survivor Series. I, I would. Or, oh, let, me, let me say this. He can do it at Survivor Series, but he doesn't have to do it at the Rumble. No, he can be in the Rumble as yeah, U.S. Exactly. champion. Yep. That's fine. Yep. Yep. And then he can get eliminated by L.A. Knight, and boom. Ooh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Boom. Yeah. Um, yep. So I'm okay with him not defending at the Rumble, but at a minimum, he needs to be on two of the three remaining pay-per-views before Mania if he's going to hold it till Mania. If he doesn't show up at all and defend this title, then Christian's right. And I don't yep. know if I can live in a world where Christian's right. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, he, he's so, going to show up. So he has to, I think he has to defend at Survivor Series. I'll give him a pass at the Rumble if he's in the Rumble match itself. And then at Elimination Chamber, it might be might be too extreme to say he has to be in the chamber, but He's not gonna be he chamber. has to have a one-on-one match with someone at, at the chamber, yeah, I Owens. think. Owens. Yeah, give him, give him KO, shenanigans, whatever. But, but um, Another brass knuckle incident, maybe. Yeah. I mean, that's how they're going to be. That's his guy. And then you have LA, you know, t- when he wins that title, just have him overcome the odds with the brass knuckles. That's, I mean, that's or perfect story. Have him, have him kick out. Or yep. have uh, Kevin Owens attack the guy with brass knuckles at Mania. That's how you, you showcase think, you the think, Owens. You think KO, KO helps LA win? Then maybe a KO heel turn? We get LA and KO for the U.S. title? Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Because, I mean, Kevin Owens is going to need something to do. At Mania, so I'm not against that. I say, yeah. yeah, give him, give him Logan Paul at the chamber, and uh, yeah, have him seem like he's an ally to LA Knight, and then attack him. The the I guess that would be the SmackDown after Mania, yeah, this, yep. yeah. and then you set that up it. as post Mania feud. That'd I'm be cool. All for it. Yeah, but uh, all right, oh, uh, what's your out of ten? Yeah, out of ten, I'm gonna go solid seven nine. Out of ten, I'm gonna give it around eight. An yeah. Eight out of ten, I think. It's All right, Christian, go ahead. Yeah. By the way, uh, viewers, don't let Dylan fool you. He does love. By the it's way, debated. It is debated, but yeah, it's the it, it's often debated, talked about. But yes, he does love me. Is oh. the rumor uh, or the dirt sheets? Yeah. As I mean, say, when on. when when Christian finally beat me in Madden like five years ago, I did lose a little respect for him. Yeah, I will say I hurt his feelings, but oh, go ahead. I'm going to come to Indiana sometime and do it again. Anyways, you know, this card looked really good on paper. But for a Saudi show, I, I compare I, – every time there's a Saudi show, I just compare it to all the Saudi shows. I try not to compare it to, like, the normal pay-per-views. 
because this show does have a little bit different creative influence going on. I understand that. But this wasn't the best pay-per-view we've seen. We've seen better. There was a couple misses here, even with the Saudi. The the Saudi people actually I don't know how much say they have in these shows, like what percentage goes triple. I think they got a lot, to be honest with you. But that's just my opinion. See, I I don't I don't think the Saudi government is conspiring in wrestling things. I think I, they I just think want they have, I think they have people who they want to appear. Like I Logan think, has to be there. I think they originally did, but the last couple of years have proven to me at least that yeah, maybe they want Logan Paul on the show. Or the talk but, show, the but, Waller and Miz thing. Right. Maybe maybe they want yeah. Logan Paul on the show, but Triple H is gonna put Logan Paul where it makes sense. Yeah. But, so with that yeah. said, though, there was no Omos. Exactly. And that's already a, a plus. I don't need to see him, man, till, um Ever. Well, yeah, I know. NXT. Throw him in send NXT. Him, yeah, send him to NXT. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm being serious. Like, no, I am too. I, he, needs, he needs something, man. Like, he, he needs a complete you don't redo. Want him to cut? What? You don't want him to get cut? I, I never I wish like for a guy people. to get cut. Yeah, yeah we're, we're not wishing for a guy to get cut, but we just don't want him on this product. So we're just going <laughs> to slay him to NXT, and we're going to put him there. We don't want him to get fired, but please don't put him on our TVs. Just NXT, perfect for him. Let him build up, and maybe one day, who knows? Maybe uh, like they did with Apollo, um, try to rebrand him or something like that. But uh, what was your match of the night? My match of the night, I mean – it's. I'm gonna pick the safe one here for me. I'm gonna give it to Seth and Drew. That that that's the match I enjoyed the most. So yeah, I'm gonna give it to them too. Yeah, you guys are gonna say I'm just homering for Seth, but I really do think that was a really good. Match. No, it's valid. It's definitely in my top three. Like I know I like the other two matches more than you guys probably thought, but Seth and Drew was still a bang. It was. It was, it was good. Yep. Yeah, so I'm gonna give that my match of the night. Great out of ten. I'm gonna go seven point eight. Yeah, I am. I'm at a round eight here with uh, with Crown Jewel. I I actually really thought it exceeded my expectations. I I was kind of worried with this. I, I'm just gonna be complete flat honest with you. I get a little worried at these events yeah. because I really don't want EO to lose. Like that is just my big thing. It's like, man, dude. They just cannot put up back on Bianca because here we go. If Vince was in charge, Bianca absolutely what a one yeah so with the you know with the triple h influence with the new Kyrie sane stuff i'm very excited to see where it could go um i feel like this event did not get enough praise from the iwc i personally thought it was very good i feel like every match had a purpose and every result that happened needed to happen and it did so uh, la night was solidified i thought zoe star keeps rising Mm. Kyrie sane just looked amazing and I think she is going to boost that women's division. A lot of matches even over-delivered, in my opinion. I thought a lot of great stories were told. And everything we talked about, you know, going into war games, there's so many possibilities. It's a fun time to be a WWE fan right now as we inch closer to the road to WrestleMania. And let's be honest, EO winning, that, that's all that matters. So um, my, uh, my grade of 10, like I said, was an 8. And my match of the night goes to the women's five-way. Amen. So, uh, that, uh, that is my match of the night. It was between Seth Drew and the, and the five-way. I'm going to be flat out honest. I thought that the five-way was the best match of the night. 
I, that's just my opinion. I, I thought in ring what we got out of it. I, I just think that was the best in my opinion, which you will not see that from anywhere else, but this show, but um, all right. Uh, don't go ahead with your uh, dummy. Yeah moment of the week. All right. My dummy. Yeah. Moment of the week goes to the NBA. Huh? Yep. The NBA gets my dummy moment of this week because they did find a uh, Philadelphia 76er star, uh, Joel Embiid, $25,000 for doing mm-hmm. DX crotch chop um, <laughs> after just completely posterizing somebody. Um, I'm getting really sick and tired of sports leagues not letting people have fun. Um, it, remember, it was just recently the NFL let people dance after they scored a touchdown. Um, who gives a shit? Uh, also, shout out to uh, Triple H for formally inviting Joel Embiid <laughs> to WrestleMania mm-hmm. 40. Um, looking at the Sixers schedule, that is not going to happen because I guess they have uh, a three-game uh, road stint literally the nights of WrestleMania, so he will not even be in the city. Um, but Triple H, uh, kudos to him as well. He did offer to pay Joel's fine saying, and I quote, I know a place where you can do that all day and everyone will love it. So screw you, NBA, for taking the fun out of basketball and shout out Triple H for being the savior. I mean, he always is. But um, Pop all, H. Right. all right, Christian, go ahead. Really quick, we're shouting uh, people out. I'm going to give a shout out to Browns defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz for being the absolute guy in Cleveland. That we- had nothing to do with wrestling. You're about to get kicked off. Well, no, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just absolutely loving this Browns. Game. Yeah, he um he he did a Canadian destroyer today. But go on. Oh, you're right. He yeah. did. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, my dumb moment, a little lighthearted one, just something I laughed at. Goes to the great Michael Cole. Yeah, he's great. But even the great ones make mistakes. This past Monday night on Raw, as a uh, Candice LeRae, which been <laughs> seeing her, was making her entrance, Michael Cole announced her as Candice Michelle. <laughs> so I laughed at it. Got a little giggle out of me. A little mistake. I mean, he. I think he's earned you know a couple of mistakes in his time. But um, yeah, I thought it was funny. Just something I laughed at. A little yep. Doing any thoughts? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> I mean, um, uh, you know, I we can give the goat a pass. Yeah. And also, the Michael Cole hate I think is officially done. Can we admit that Michael Cole is one of the greatest? Play-by-play guys, especially now with Triple H there, he just feels rejuvenated. Awesome. He sounds he sounds like he's having fun, and finally, I'm not even talking about just in a wrestling standpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Michael Michael Cole's up there with other sports play-by-play guys. I think at the moment, I love Michael Cole. Just a little accident. Um. So we're gonna get into mine, and I I don't really know like where to take this, but I. I don't know if you guys have even seen it, but it's going to tie into something with us three. And I think it's actually going to be really funny. So mine goes to obviously Vince gets half of it like he does every week, but the other half goes to the NWA. So I'm not sure if you guys saw this. So the NWA um, had a lot of TV, uh, you know, deals ongoing uh, negotiations. um, But, the CW was very interested, and I believe they even signed a deal with the CW. So that was really going well for them. Um, but then there was a show in Cleveland 
like their Halloween show. And we were supposed to go to that. Mm -hmm. Guys, I don't know if you saw, but there were, um, so Father James Mitchell and other women's wrestlers were drinking alcohol and snorting cocaine. What? (laughs) What? What? (laughs) So, um. So shout out to the uh, the my dummy out this week goes to the NWA dude. You, you guys have to look at it. Like, dude, there was a literally people snorting cocaine. So the CW actually is talking about like making the making the whole deal no more. And if it is, it might go strictly to the app. So the CW is not happy with the NWA and where we were gonna sit. It would have been like right next to us. So, <laughs> we should have so gone, the man. NWA had uh, people legit snorting cocaine and uh, and drinking alcohol. So uh, go see the NWA this week. <laughs> I just pulled up the article. Oh my god, I did not <laughs> hear about this. Oh my god, I can't believe you didn't hear about. That would have been our show. We would have been like right there, guys. What did we even do? Like, uh, like what? <laughs> it says here the outlet reported that there is a ninety percent chance both shows will now air on the CW's app versus yeah. broadcast on network yep. due to negative social media comments after the segment. That is yep. wild. Wow. Yep. Shown on a table with several wrestlers and women snorting cocaine and drinking alcohol. Yep. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So uh, NWA. Uh... Uh, they probably just ruined everything. So, uh, shout out. We were just singing their praises, too, like yep. two weeks ago. Like, I remember I reporting, so bad for that reporting about their uh, TV deal. Like, and talking was, about it. This was Billy Corgan's idea for this to happen. So, um, Christian, any thoughts on it? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's all I got. I, got- I don't even know what I would have done if we were there and I saw it. I don't even know what I would have done. I would have joined. Yeah. Yeah. So too, to be honest. Um, I would have been like, "What? What are we doing here?" But I, I, I heard the show was actually kind of mid, so maybe a good thing that we didn't go. But um, but yes, uh, Dylan, what are we doing next week? Get us out here. Next week, Christian's in for a treat. Oh, I believe. Oh. Uh, yeah. NXT Takeover Dallas is next week. The celebration of Black and Gold continues. And this is going to be our second one in three weeks, I believe. So uh, kind of speeding up the process a little bit. Uh, um, I'm going to be honest. This is going to be our last one for about five, six weeks. So that's why we have to slot in here. Yes. Um, but I remember uh, TakeOver Dallas being an incredible show. A couple big debuts. I think Christian's in for a treat. Hashtag fight forever. Yeah. Oh, dude. You're uh... – <laughs> Christian, just uh, pay attention to the third match on the card, and um, I, I think you'll like what you see. But uh, that Five is it from us this week. Um, thanks for everyone listening to this point. Um, we have a lot of cool stuff coming, and um, we are on the road to AEW full gear. Yes, sir.